They seek him here, they seek him there. Those Frenchies seek him everywhere. Is he in heaven? Is he in hell? That damned elusive Pimpernel. picture Red Shoes has Baroness Orxy's immortal character, the Scarlet Pimpernel. had been out of London for a week or so, staying with friends near Goodwood and riding in the Corinthian races there. And when he returned, it was with news of a young woman who, during the short time we had known her, had come to mean a great deal to both of us. Oh, by the way, Percy, I saw Margot. Margot the Ardu? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> They've settled somewhere near Midhurst, haven't they? That's right. Here's an old Tudor farmhouse. It's outside the town. I had a free day, so I rode over to say hello. Mm, I'll wager you said more than a mere hello. Well, then, <laughs> there was a certain amount of reminiscing, I must admit. Margot, still as lovely as ever. Yeah, still. And that uh, young husband of hers, what's his name again? Jean-Pierre. Of course. Never got to know him very well, I'm afraid. How are they both? I don't really know. <laughs> Finding it hard to settle down in England? Neighbors being a bit difficult because they're foreigners, you mean, that sort of thing? Well, I don't think it's anything like that. I, I gather they've already been accepted by the county. In fact, Margot says they've made several very good friends, but... Why, what do you mean? I don't know. Jean-Pierre, he, he's a strange young man. Another thing, too, that puzzles me... Not that? Well, Veradou was only a minor government official in Paris. I... I shouldn't have thought he'd have much money. Oh, he may have had private means. Well, even if he had, he certainly didn't bring much out of France with him. We both know that. That's true. And yet now he's... Well, he's leading the life of a gentleman. You mean he doesn't work? As far as I can see, he spends most of his time painting. Painting? Oh, pictures, you know, Good portraits, Lord. landscapes, and so on. He's turned one of the rooms into a studio. And anyway, he's no Gainsborough. I don't know a great deal about art, but I can tell you that much. He must get his money from somewhere. Unless, of course, he's getting more and more heavily into debt. Well, if he is, I saw no signs of it. 
say four or five servants, Margot dresses well, they, they keep a good table and an even better cellar. Oh, things are a complete mystery to me. Well, it's no concern of mine and none of yours either, Tony. I suppose not. Well, what's the news since I've been away? I had a summons yesterday from Lord Lowther, Secretary for Foreign Affairs. Oh, really? And needless to say, we still keep up the polite fiction that he hasn't the slightest idea I'm in any way connected with the League of the Scarlet Pimpernel. Ah, uh-huh, that's the sort of thing he could be expected to admit in his official position, I mean. He did manage to let me know in an oblique sort of way that certain plans regarding military dispositions have been falling into French hands lately. And he hopes we may be able to do something about it, I dare say. Well, that's the general idea, I imagine. What did you tell him? Oh, I didn't actually tell him anything. I contrived to let him know he could count on us when the time for action came. Good. Yes, I'll hear from him again within the next week. So, Chauvelin's spies are at it again, eh? I wonder... You wonder what? Percy, I... I've just thought of something. Really? There I do. Oh, Tony, you... You said yourself he must get his money from uh, somewhere. Yes. After all, what do we really know of him? No, no I can't... But he knew Chauvelin. They were good friends. Oh, damn it, Tony. You don't stay friends with a man who tries to steal your wife and then has you flung into jail. No, not friends, perhaps, but... I've already told you there's something strange and secretive about him. Well, there are other things, too. Things that didn't seem significant at the time. Such as what... Well, for instance, Margot mentioned that Beradou comes up to London once a fortnight or so, ostensibly to buy paints and canvas and oh, so that on. That could well be true. And she also told me they'd become very friendly with General Sir Harry Bridgman and his daughter Felicity. They're neighbours, you know. Bridgman? Oh, now we're getting warm. Exactly. But it needs looking into. Well, what do you suggest? I suggest that during the weekend we... Um drive down to Midhurst and pay a social call on our old friend, Beradou. In a moment, Marius Goring returns... As the Scarlet Pimpernel. Scarlet Pimpernel. We had meant to leave London on the Saturday morning, but on the Friday, something happened to change our plans. About midday, Tony arrived at my chambers, and I could tell at once that something was wrong. Percy, 
I've just received a letter. Oh? Who from? Margot. What about? It's only a few lines, but it's rather disturbing. I'll read it to you. Please do. My dear friend, I'm in great trouble. You and Sir Percy were kind enough to help me once. May I count on you again? It's difficult for me to go to London, but if you would come to Midhurst sometime, you would earn the undying gratitude of your affectionate but unhappy friend, Marco. What do you make of it, Percy? We'll soon know. Do you think we should wait till tomorrow? Certainly not. We leave at once. Instead of travelling by carriage, we took fast horses. And with every mile of the 50 that lay between London and Midhurst, our fears for her grew more intense. At last, our destination. We were still dismounting when Veradu came out of the house to greet us. Let me do her. Thank goodness you have come. You've been expecting us? I realized the moment you heard. Heard what? About Margot. She was dead. It's not true. I don't believe it. She was killed this morning. How? A riding accident. Are you sure it was an accident? But of course. What else? How did it happen? It was Suzette. Suzette? A filly she bought last week. Well, this morning, straight after breakfast, I left the house. To do what? There is a fine view from the top of the hill near here. And looking down into the valley full of green fields, hedges and clumps of trees. Oh, yes, of course, you're thinking. That is right. So you left the house? As soon as I was gone. So I have learned since. Margot ordered Suzette saddled and rode off alone. Two hours later, Suzette returned, bleeding from a gash in the shoulder. There was no Margot. The groom became alarmed and sent the stable boy with a message for me. We organized the search for Margot, and an hour later, we found her. Where? Lying by the bridle track, where it passed through the copse of trees. What had happened? It was plain to read the signs. Suzette had become frightened of something and shied, and Margot had been thrown, and in falling, she had struck her head on a large rock by the path. At least it must have been mercifully quick. It all over in a second. I'm glad the thought gives you comfort. One must be grateful for small consolations. Where is this cup? About three fields from here, in, in that direction. And this hill on which you were painting? That one over there. So from the top of the hill, you could have seen Margot leave the house. I could have, I suppose. But I was not looking that way. Why not? The view I was painting was in the opposite direction. I see. How far is it from the copse to where you were painting? Possibly a mile. Or less? Uh, perhaps a little less. Then in point of fact... Steady, Tony. I'm simply trying to establish... Tony! I do not understand. Are you suggesting no, that I... No, Of course. Well, I am. But this is absurd. This is monstrous. It seems you've another visitor. Oh, who can it be, I wonder? Hey, you fella. Take my horse. Yes, sir. Good day, gentlemen. Which one of you is Mr. Veradu? Yeah, I, I am. There's been a fatality here? Yes, my wife. I would like to talk to you alone. Indeed, why? My name is Milton, Mr. Veradu. That signifies nothing to me. I fancy it will. What do you mean? I am a Bow Street runner. A Bow Street runner? A seeker after the truth, Mr. Veradu. A nemesis in modern dress, as you might say. A hunter of criminals. And I, I don't understand. I am an officer of the law, Mr. Veradu. You're legally obliged to answer any questions I may ask but you. But I refuse. Very well. You leave me no choice. Jean-Pierre Veradu, you are under arrest for the murder of your wife, Margot.
moment, Marius Goring returns as the Scarlet Pimpernel. Scarlet Pimpernel. One month later, Veradu came up for trial at the Old Bailey. Gentlemen, you have heard the evidence of the prisoner's butler. On the morning of the tragedy, Veradu went to the hilltop with a blank sheet of canvas. When he was summoned a little over two hours later, there was a completed picture on that canvas. The prosecution suggests that he left his position, walked a mile to the cops, lay in wait for his wife, killed her, and returned. <laughs> At the very least, this would have taken him three quarters of an hour. And if hey, gentlemen, you are asked to believe that a prisoner painted a complete picture in almost an hour and a quarter. <laughs> this, I suggest, would be a feat even beyond the great David. I ask you, therefore, gentlemen, for a verdict of not guilty. <laughs> but he killed her. We know that. He was bound to get out of it on the evidence of that picture. I have an idea that Veradu's after bigger game. Something more lucrative, but less dangerous. You mean Felicity Bridgman? Precisely. An heiress in her own right. I'm prepared to wager that within six months, Veradu and Felicity Bridgman will be married. <laughs> Almost six months to the day after his acquittal, Jean-Pierre Veradou married Felicity Bridgman. And then one morning, oh, quite by accident, of course, I strolled in St. James's Park. Lakeney, my dear fellow, this is indeed a pleasant surprise. Oh, hello, Veradou. Felicity, That's my love. Uh, may I have the honor to present an old friend, Sir Percy Blakeney? Your humble and obedient servant, ma'am. How do you do, Sir Percy? Jean-Pierre speaks often of you and of your friend, Lord Dewhurst. Indeed. I've suggested several times he should ask you to stay with us. Oh, that's very kind of you, ma'am. You and Dewhurst were so fond of dear Margot. It was inevitable you should have felt as you did at the time. Oh, I have never blamed you a bit. That's very handsome of you. Besides, I still owe you a great debt of gratitude for what you did for me in Paris. 
The past is past. So can we not be friends again? Please say yes, Professor. But of course. I have an idea. Why do you not come to visit us next weekend? Oh, please do. Oh, I would be charmed, ma'am. I can't tell you how much I shall look forward to it. Then it is all arranged. Splendid. We shall expect you on Friday evening. No, it was not Providence that arranged our meeting and the invitation. But I must admit that Providence had something to do with the final solution. For within a few hours, the man who had become my enemy was to be delivered into my open hands. I was still yawning in bed when the butler shook me discreetly by the shoulder. Your bath is ready, Sir Percy. Oh, oh, thank you. My my dear fellow, what have you been doing to your hands? Excuse me, Sir Percy. I will, of course, wash them before I lay your clothes out, but... I have been indulging in my favorite pastime. Oh? What's that? A painting, sir. You see, there was rather a lovely sunrise this morning. Good Lord. <laughs> Quite an artist's colony down here in Midhurst. I'd hardly say that, sir. Mr. Derrido is somewhat of a beginner. Oh, I thought he was quite a dab at it. You take the word out of my mouth, sir. Dab. An idea began to form in my mind. But as I went into breakfast, it was no amateur painter that greeted me. Oh, no. He was dressed perfectly for the part. Tell me, my dear Blakeney, what have you in mind to do this morning? I haven't really thought. I shall be happy to fit my plans in with yours. Well, I'm to ride over to see Papa. Perhaps you'd like to come with me. Uh, what are your plans, uh, Veradu? Looks a nice, sunny day. I... Thought perhaps I paint a picture. Oh, may I come with you? Well, uh, oh, oh, splendid, splendid. I trust I'm not being ungallant, ma'am. Oh, of course not, Sir Percy. I'm sure you'll find it very interesting to watch Jean-Pierre at work. Oh, no, no. And anyhow, we'll meet again at lunch. Half an hour later, we set out. Ferradou set up his easel, and he put a half-finished canvas under it. Then as I watched in silence, he began to paint. He was a careful painter, painstaking, slow, a few strokes here, a few strokes there. And today it seemed things were not going at all well. For after an hour or so, he suddenly produced a palette knife and began to scrape the canvas clean. Oh, terrible, terrible. Why I ever persuade myself to paint, I do not know. Oh, it seemed to me to be coming along rather well. No, no. What I did the other day was all wrong. The values were all wrong. The colors, all muddy. Sometimes it's like this, you know. What you seek eludes you. You can never get it right. Uh, perhaps uh, I'm the trouble. You? Uh, being here, I mean. Perhaps I'm uh, spoiling your concentration. Yes, pardon. Perhaps uh, you're right. Uh, why don't you take a toll? Well, sir... So long as you're sure that uh, you can do without my company. <laughs> we'll meet at the house later, eh? It was almost one o'clock when I returned to the house. A distraught Veradou came running to greet me, and I realized at once that something was seriously wrong. What am I going to do, Blakeney? What am I going to do? Pull yourself together, Veradou. What's wrong? No, you would never credit it. You would never believe it could happen again. What it has, it is almost like a judgment upon me. It does not seem possible. Somehow, not possible. Will you please tell me what's the matter? It is Felicity. She was wrong for us. Not 
seriously hurt, is she? She was still alive when we found her. But as we were bringing her in, she died. What? I loved her. I swear I loved her. Whereabouts did it happen? Near where my god died. In the same cop? Yes, only a few yards away in the same manner. Her horse shied. She was thrown. That's what makes it so remarkable. Very remarkable indeed. A wise criminal never repeats himself, Veradou. What? What do you mean? Exactly what I say. You don't think I killed Felicity, do you? Perhaps not, Felicity. But I know you killed Margot. That's not true. Did you finish your picture this time, Veradou? Victor. Don't tell me you've forgotten already how you escaped the hangman's noose over Margot. How much of your great work of art have you completed this time? Only a few brass strokes. What is that to do with Felicity? I think the court will decide it as a great deal. A pity you weren't able to finish it. It might have got you off again. But how could I finish it? You know yourself that after an hour's painting, I scraped the canvas clean. I know. You saw me do it. Did I? Of course. You know, that's odd. I don't seem to remember. But you must. My dear fellow, there's no must about it. I assure you, I haven't the faintest recollection. You're lying. You're deliberately lying. You know I didn't kill Felicity. You know it was an accident. You're just trying to incriminate Believe me. Believe me, it'll be more than a try. I... You escaped punishment for a crime you did commit. I... It's poetic justice that you should die now for one you didn't. Die? The penalty for murder is death, my friend. And I shall see you pay it in full. Marius Goring returns as the Scarlet Pimpernel. The Scarlet Pimpernel. They hanged Veradou one morning about a month later. It was Tony who brought me the news. He should have been triumphant, but instead he seemed ill at ease. You know, Percy, I... I can't help a slight qualm of conscience over this. Suppose... Well, suppose Veradou were innocent. Oh, no. But the painting, Percy... We've never found an explanation for that. Oh, yes, we have. Oh? He neither started nor did he finish that picture. 
because he never painted any picture. He borrowed half-finished canvases from his butler, and to use the original artist's words, he dabbed at them. He couldn't paint a picture to save his life. Adventures are the Scarlet Pimpernel, starring Marius Goring, with music composed and conducted by Sidney Torch. Produced by Harry Allen Towers.